0: We have to understand that these problems go way deeper than Trump. You have Trump in Iran, but he's also continuing some of Obama's wars in Yemen. The UN recently came out with a report calling the Yemen crisis the worst humanitarian catastrophe ongoing in the world right now. Millions of people are starving, on the brink of starvation. That's not okay. And this is American bombs, American support, American diplomatic cover, American money going towards bombing school buses full of children, and bombing wedding ceremonies. And, as an American, I feel guilty. I feel completely responsible. We, are, we have the ability to make noise in this country. You know, say what you will about America, but we can make noise. The danger comes, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But the danger comes, is when, the danger comes when we stay silent. When we hear reports that Obama killed 31 times the amount of civilians that he claimed during strikes in Iraq, we hear those reports. Uh, and then we ignore them. Say, oh, Obama was a nice guy. He really, he passed that Affordable Care Act. No, that's not okay. You can't just murder civilians, say that eight-year-old girl was a combatant simply because you know we can't prove that she wasn't. That's not okay. And as an American, as Americans, all of you, we are responsible and it's time we take some responsibility. It's time we act like it. So I'm glad all of you could come out and show your support for being against American imperialism all around the world. Um, A little bit about what got us here recently. I started planning this thing with every intention of actively calling out a war that is ongoing that was just started. Last week, a tanker in the Strait of Hormuz was attacked by something. Well, right after that happened, as soon as it happened, American officials blamed Iran without a shred of evidence. We, they posted a video of, you know, some people pulling something out of the hole of a ship. They said it was mines. But if you look at the eyewitness reports from the people who were on that ship, they said that they were attacked by flying objects. That story does not add up. And if you look at the sheer speed at which we came out with the response, and if you look at everything preceding that, this administration has been hawkish in Iran since it started out of the obama nuclear deal if your plan is to prevent iran from getting nukes having a deal that prevents them from getting nukes might do that but instead this administration decide to to rip it up and ratchet up this maximum pressure campaign well maximum pressure should be interpreted as we're probably going to start a freaking war because maximum pressure has gotten us where we are now it's gotten to the point where they're trading insults on twitter you had the point where Uh, Donald Trump is saying that uh, Iran made a big mistake, or things like that. These are all horrible things. These are all, this should terrify you, to be perfectly honest. It terrifies me. A few people are going to say a few words about some things. Mostly, they agree. This has to end, and we're all complicit, so we're all responsible, so we all have to act. Thanks, guys.
1: My name is Rob Stewart Ingersoll. Uh, I've had the opportunity in my life uh, to have taught in the United Arab Emirates for a total of five years. Three of which were on the faculty at the UAE National Defense College in Abu Dhabi. I've taught US Air Force officers at the Air Command and Staff College. I have a personal connection as well as a professional connection to multiple sides. Of this conflict. I say this to give you a sense of my perspective that I have on the subject and also to convey that it's a personal subject to me. I have dear friends and colleagues about whom I'm worried. I'm worried about my friends, colleagues, and the many others in the Gulf region whom I've met and who were generally warm and caring people and whom I didn't meet on both sides of the Gulf. Each of them is a real life each with their own stories and a web of connections to other lives. They're like you and me, and each time that we send our military into their region in order to create stability. It is their real lives and webs of connections that are destroyed. I cannot express to you enough the depth of my wish that we will stop doing this to these people. And as my, my wife, so aptly I pointed out to ourselves, setting those personal feelings aside though, for the moment, I'd like to f- reflect on the fact that I've also talked to many of the strategic leaders within the UAE and the Gulf. And I want to make, make one thing clear. This is not our war. This is a war that is desired by the Saudis and their Emirati partners and to some lesser extent by the current government of Israel. It is a contest for power in the Middle East, with Iran on one side representing Persian identity, Shia Islam, and a core regional power. And Saudi Arabia on the other side representing Arab identity, Sunni Islam, and a core regional power. Combine this with the Israel nuclear weapons Hezbollah dimension, Syria's collapse, Yemen's catastrophe a significant number of fragile and failed states including those neighboring Iran and the substantial geopolitical interests that are at stake on the part of powers internal and external to the region you have an explosive situation that these are the interests of the relevant players is not a mystery it's not a debate Nor is it a mystery that there is a deep hostility between the two sides of the Gulf, which has been amplified by the Iraq, Syrian, and Yemeni wars, and by the cynical use of othering by each side in response to the region's democratic uprisings at the start of this decade. The region is a proverbial tinderbox. Iranian behavior is certainly part of the cause for this state of affairs. It is not the good guy here. But are we prepared to claim that the Sauds are the good guys? The Sauds have done far more to fuel the movements associated with groups like al-Qaeda and Daesh, ISIS, than Iran has, though Iran has supported Hezbollah and Hamas and other terrorist groups. There is no good guy to defend here. There is no act of aggression save for those that are pieces of a tit-for-tat crisis escalation that the White House has seemed determined to engage in. Into this combination of a vacuum of clear reason to go to war with Iran, and a region ripe for large-scale conflict, we should add that Iran is a far more substantial power than Iraq or Afghanistan were. It has proxies throughout the region and beyond, and it has clearer ties to rival great powers. This is a far more complex war with far less certainty of outcome than were Iraq and Afghanistan. And we did not win those wars. There is one single cause of our being at the precipice of conflict with Iran right now. One. That is the U.S. President. President Trump is acting like a menace. Is unstable and reckless escalation of this conflict with Iran will lead to something triggering a conflict if the rest of the government does not intervene. So please help me in pressuring them to do so.
2: My name is David Keppel and I'm spokesperson for Bloomington Peace Action Coalition. We are honored to be here in alliance with the IU College Democrats. Bryce asked me a few minutes ago when we were first on this square. I arrived in Bloomington from my previous home in Connecticut in 2001, shortly before September 11th. This square became my second home in town as we stood against the Bush administration's reckless (coughs) attempt to turn a crime into a war. We stood against the unnecessary and incredibly destructive U.S. invasion and occupation of Iraq. We tried to convince our senators (coughs) and our representatives to oppose that war but they took the politically expedient step of approving it. I know that Congressman Baron Hill in particular bitterly regretted that vote. United States history with Iran began with the United States overthrowing the democratically elected government of Mohammed Mossadegh through a CIA coup in 1953 and installing a brutal dictatorship. Following the Iranian Revolution in 1979, the United States did everything possible to oppose and antagonize and destabilize the government, including backing Saddam Hussein in his invasion of Iran, a war which cost more than half a million lives and which involved U.S. chemical weapons used against Iranians. The United States, under the Trump administration, has torn up the nuclear deal that the Obama administration reached with Iran. Let's be clear, short of invading and occupying a nation of more than 70 million people, bombing can do less, not more, to restrain a potential Iranian nuclear weapons program than could the highly verified joint comprehensive plan of action. Moreover, we in BPAC, and I trust all of you, are opposed to the double standard when it comes to U.S. nuclear weapons. I heard a U.S. presidential candidate, a Democrat as it happens, give a recent speech at the IU School for uh, Global Affairs. It was a good speech, but he just forgot to mention that the United States itself has nuclear weapons. In fact, the United States and Russia have more than 90 percent of the world's nuclear arsenals. The United States is currently building so-called usable nuclear weapons. I invite all of you to join me and all of us on August 9th, which will be the anniversary of the United States bombing of Nagasaki in a vigil at 7 p.m. right here to stand for the United States finally fulfilling its obligation under the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty to work towards nuclear disarmament. Thank you for being here. Let's keep at it.